Psalm chapters 114 and 115. Psalm chapter 114 verse 1. In the going out of Israel from Egypt, the house of Jacob from a strange people. Strange means foreign in the Bible. So whenever it says stranger, it means foreigner. They left the land of foreigners where they had been living for over 400 years. The house of Jacob is Israel. 2. Judah became his sanctuary, Israel his dominion. When they left Egypt, they traveled to the land of Canaan, which became the land of Israel, with Judah's territory containing its capital. 3. The sea hath seen, and fleeth, the Jordan turneth backward. The Red Sea parted for the Israelites to cross. The water went backward from the crossing point on both sides, and that is because the Lord commanded the waters to part. 4. The mountains have skipped as rams, heights as sons of a flock. The mountains leaped with joy. This is metaphor, because the mountains didn't literally leap, but when you're on a long journey, from your perspective, the mountains move to the left and to the right, and they get higher and lower, depending on where you are on your journey. It could look over the course of weeks that the mountains are moving because you're moving. That could be part of what it's talking about, is that they went on a very long journey around mountains. 5. What to thee, O sea, that thou fleest, O Jordan, thou turnest back? Now it's talking about when they crossed the Jordan. After they crossed the Red Sea, they traveled, passing many mountains, including Mount Sinai. And then they came to the Jordan River, and they crossed the Jordan. The Jordan River was parted as well. 6. O mountains, ye skip as rams, O heights, as sons of a flock. And again, it speaks of mountains moving and skipping, because they continued to travel all throughout Canaan, taking over the land. 7. From before the Lord be afraid, O earth, from before the God of Jacob. The entire earth is afraid of the Lord. And this is a good holy fear. We know He's our Creator. He can destroy us just as He created us. And He has power over us. He has power over every storm, every mountain, and every sea. And none of us can control even the storm, the mountain, or the sea. Yet the Lord controls all of it. 8. He is turning the rock to a pool of waters, the flint to a fountain of waters. He did that twice. He caused a massive river to flow out of the rock of Horeb. And he also changed the waters at Meribah. He did all of this so that Israel could make it to the promised land. And that concludes Psalm chapter 114. Psalm chapter 115 verse 1. Not to us, O Jehovah, not to us, but to thy name give honor for thy kindness, for thy truth. We can't take credit for anything in our lives. Not only can we not take credit for our own salvation because it's by the grace of God, we can't take credit for obeying Him either because our flesh isn't capable of obeying Him. We have to die to ourselves, and the resurrection life of Jesus has to be in us in order for us to obey. So we obey by the Spirit of God and by the power of God. And on top of that, we can't take credit for being born or having any of the gifts or abilities that we have. 2. 
Why do the nations say, Where, pray, is there a God? 3. And our God is in the heavens, all that he hath pleased he hath done. Many people and nations claim that there is no God, or that the true one God is not the only God. It's like an ant that walks over your toe and claims that you're not there. It can't see you. It doesn't know that your toe is attached to the rest of your body and that you're a human being. To the ant, your toe is just a strange little hill, and it can't see you because you're too big. It can't hear your voice because you're too big. Its ears are too small to hear you. And that's why we can't see God and we can't hear him most of the time. He's too big. But in our ignorance and especially in our arrogance, we claim that if we can't see him, he must not be there. And that's the same lack of sense as an ant claiming that because it can't see your face when it's down on your toe, that you don't exist. Our God is in the heavens where people can't see him. For their idols are silver and gold, work of man's hands. How insane it is to worship something that you have created. Because nobody can make the silver or the gold. They have to mine it and then they form it into a shape. How can you say that something that you didn't create from scratch, and even if you did create it from scratch, that would make you its god. But you didn't even create it from scratch. So it's just pure insanity to worship what we have made with the materials that God created. 5. A mouth they have, and they speak not. Eyes they have, and they see not. See, we can fashion an idol and put fake eyes and a fake nose and fake ears on it. But no matter how long we talk to it, it will never hear us. 6. Ears they have, and they hear not. A nose they have, and they smell not. 7. Their hands, but they handle not. Their feet, and they walk not. These idols like the Buddhas and the Catholic statues that are in the churches, they have hands and feet, but they can't walk and they can't hold anything or touch anything. 9. Nor do they mutter through their throat. Like them are their makers, everyone who is trusting in them. If you trust in an idol that can't move or speak or hear or see, then you're trusting in nothing. And you are making yourself as good as that idol. When humans have idols that they have created, they are lowering themselves to being inanimate objects. Because if you worship an inanimate object, then what are you? You can't be human. Now some people will claim, oh, the idol did speak. Well, the demon living in the idol probably spoke, but not the idol. 9. O Israel, trust in Jehovah. Their help and their shield is he. You know why people worry? Because they believe that they have to take care of themselves and they know what their limits are and their weaknesses. And that's a good cause for worry. But when your trust is in the Lord and you expect him to take care of you, then there's no worry because he doesn't have any weaknesses and he doesn't have any defects or lack of strength. And that's why those who trust in the Lord don't worry. 10. O house of Aaron, trust in Jehovah. Their help and their shield is he. Now this is similar to verse 9, so this is the chorus. 11. Ye fearing Jehovah, trust in Jehovah. Their help and their shield is he. There's three lines of the chorus with variations in each line, where Israel can trust the Lord, Aaron, who represents the Levites, that's the priests, can trust the Lord, and anyone who follows the Lord. 
verse 11 specifically is about Christians, anybody who follows the Lord. 12. Jehovah hath remembered us, he blesseth, he blesseth the house of Israel, he blesseth the house of Aaron, he blesses the priesthood. When you minister to other people, you become part of the priesthood. You're not a biological Levite, but when you share the gospel or pray for people or help meet people's needs in the name of Jesus, then you are part of the priesthood, and the Lord blesses you. 13. He blesseth those fearing Jehovah, the small and the great. Small and great means young and old, poor and rich. So no matter what your station in life is, the Lord will bless you if you obey him. Fearing the Lord equals obedience. 14. Jehovah addeth to you, to you and to your sons. What will he add? Will it be money? No. He's going to add spiritually to us. He's going to make us more like him. And he's going to give us more faith and more grace and more righteousness so that we can walk in his ways and we can lead others into his kingdom. And he will add more believers into his kingdom because of us sharing the gospel. 15. Blessed are ye of Jehovah, maker of heaven and earth. The Lord himself is blessed because of his creation and because of who he is. 16. The heavens, the heavens are Jehovah's, and the earth he hath given to sons of men. He did tell us to subdue nature. We're stewards of his creation on earth, but we don't really own it. And he owns all of the heavens, which includes the entire universe. 17. The dead praise not Jah, nor any going down to silence. It says, dead people cannot praise the Lord. And it's talking about praise that will affect others. Once you're dead, if you're in heaven, you are praising the Lord. But your praise won't bring others into heaven because the people on earth can't hear you. But when you're alive, before you die or before Jesus returns, our praise can affect others and help others come into his kingdom. So our praise is very important while we're alive. And this doesn't mean that you have to know how to sing. But everywhere you go, when you're in the grocery store, when you meet people, when you're on the phone with somebody, praise the Lord and tell people what the Lord has done for you. Just slip it into conversations. That's as effective as singing a song in church. In fact, I think it's more effective because... People expect to hear praise songs in church, and not everybody goes to church, but everybody goes shopping at some point. And you can run into people who would never be in church, but when they hear you talking about Jesus, then they are hearing the praise of God. 18. And we, we bless Jah, from henceforth and unto the age, praise ye Jah. Jah is a nickname for Jehovah, and we will praise him forever. And that concludes Psalm chapter 115.